Chronicles, also the managing editor of the Niners Wire. He is busy, and he still has time to jump on with us, which we greatly appreciate. I assume everybody's still trying to get over what happened in the Super Bowl, myself included, Kyle, because I was a heavy 49ers backer, uh, and it did not go that way. But let's let's look at the offseason for those 49ers now. What does the offseason look like for them? What are the priorities? Uh, they need to fix their offensive line. Uh, that has been that has been something they've needed to address for the last couple of years. They've not done it, and and frankly, in every big game, we've seen it come down to their offensive line not making a couple of plays. They were a couple of plays away from beating the Rams in the NFC title game a couple of years ago. They were an offensive line away from Brock Purdy getting hurt in the NFC Championship game uh, uh, last season, and then this season you see a, a bunch of offensive line breakdowns on a couple of key third down plays uh, at the end of regulation and then in overtime, and they wind up losing. So that, to me, is priority number one. Are they going to hire a defensive coordinator still? Uh, that, that's, that's something yeah. they got to take care of. They need to extend Brandon IU. They, got, they, have, they have a lot to do, and they need some defensive ends. They don't have any defensive ends on the roster outside of, uh, outside of Nick Bosa and then, and then a couple of guys way down the depth chart. So uh, they have a, a long list of stuff they got to take care of. Yeah, they do. Does it feel, Kyle – like it did with me uh, as I was coming to realize just the the powers that are the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, seven for seven in clutch time situations in the playoffs. That like, if you have to face Mahomes in any in a, any Super Bowl, you're probably gonna lose. Yeah, well, like the Forty Nine ers were so much better than the Chiefs this year. They were the better team by, by a lot, like on paper. But it just it just doesn't matter because they have Patrick Mahomes. It was like Patrick Mahomes and Rashi Rice and a, a couple of coaches at wide receiver, and it just doesn't matter that it, because it's sick. Like when the Niners when the Niners took the field goal at the end of regulation, to your point here, it's like a minute fifty seven in two timeouts. Like they're gonna score. Like that's they're, they're gonna score a touchdown. And much less a field goal. This game's over. Can you hold them to a field goal? That's great. You get the ball first in overtime, which okay, sure. Uh, and then you go down and, and kick a field goal in overtime. It's like that's a wrap, dude. You, you have to put that team away, and, and, and the 49ers did. You give, you give Patrick Mahomes any time as the Bills learned, uh, and, and he's going to make he's gonna make it happen. He's, he's, he's amazing. Now, Kyle, you know when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, everybody always has to talk about the future until the future has been settled with them. I'm one of the biggest Brock Purdy fans that is not in that area. I love the guy. I think he's got a really, really bright future. But when you look at where this 49ers team is right now, are they in a spot where it's, hey, we still need to see something from him? Or are they in a spot where, because at some point, no, we're not there yet, but we're close to the, hey, contract, big contract, going to have to start being mm-hmm. a discussion a little bit. Are they at that point where they're convinced he's their guy? Or do you think that there's maybe still the possibility of, let's see another season from him first? If you're asking me, Kyle Madsen, uh, I, I need another receiver before I'm paying him $40 million, uh, or, or whatever it is and then hoping that he elevates your roster or hoping that you can build out a roster that can continue to, to su- support uh, uh, him and his kind of the, just the physical shortcomings that I think are always going to be there in his game. Uh, if you ask Kyle Shanahan, he's the dude. Kyle Shanahan loves Brock Purdy. Like, that's the thing that, that last offseason when there was all this talk of who's going to start it, Trey Lance or Sam Darnold, people were picking Sam, like, betting on Sam Darnold to win MVP. And it, it was just like, no, he's not going to start. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a thing. And I know Purdy was coming back from the elbow, but when it, when it became, 
ready for training camp, that was that was a wrap. Like he was always going to be QB one. Nick Wagner and ESPN has since uh, re- reported as much in in a, in a couple of different stories. So yeah, man, uh, Kyle Shanahan loves Brock Purdy. I'm 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 pretty sure they're sold on him. And I think after this year, unless everything goes completely sideways in a way that we don't foresee, uh, I think he's going to get I think he's going to get it back this offseason. Next offseason, Kyle, I'm watching this. I'm watching this Kings uh, versus Timberwolves game, and it feels like shifting over to the NBA. And it feels like <laughs> the better the team that the Kings play, the better the Kings play, right? No deer in Fox tonight, up 99.96. Malik Monk solidifying his case for sixth man of the year, which is just wild that he figured out a way to snake to the top of that list. But where are we at with the Kings right now? We are at a place where the hmm, they're fine. Like they are exactly to me, they're exactly what they were last year. I've learned everything I need to know about the game. It's Domas, it's Fox. They need Keegan Murray to become more of a dude as a as a scorer and as a creator. Uh, but other than that, like everybody on that team is, is expendable to me. I think they need some dogs. I think they need some Malik? guys who are going to step up. Yeah, Malik's a dog for sure, but he's too up and down. Malik like, is, is expendable a, to you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're right. No, Malik Monk is, is not. He is their most important player to me. Um, but but on the other hand, Tristan, to, to that point, um, I, I I think it's those four dudes, but also I think they, they need to make another pretty significant move if they're going to contend with the Nuggets, if they're going to contend with whatever OKC is going to become in the next couple of years, if they're going to contend with, uh, a Minnesota, a, a Minnesota team where Anthony Edwards kind of fully realizes what he's going to be. I think they need to make another major move, and that might mean moving on from one of those four guys that I just mentioned. Like that's that's kind of where uh, I, I land with them. As for this year, uh, if you if you told me they made the playoffs and won a playoff series, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me they lost in the play, and I wouldn't be shocked. And they are so up and down, and I don't. You just the fact that you don't know what team you're getting on a given night is is kind of their their problem right now. Especially, too, with, I mean, just how jammed the Western Conference is. It just makes everything that much more difficult for a team that if you go to the East, you'd be sitting there, like, outside of the play-in tournament with you know, not having to worry about that. And that's where, I mean, Golden State right now. I, I, we look at this Warriors team and say, wait, have they, have, they, have they figured things out a little bit? Are they, like, I know they're not the Warriors of the past. You've got mm-hmm. guys coming off the bench that used to start like Clay Thompson, but it it feels like, the roles have been adjusted. Steve Kerr has figured it out, and they've kind of rounded that corner. Is this a Warriors team that can maybe make some noise in the playoffs after all? Uh, man, it, it it feels more like that with, with each passing win. I, I didn't think so at the beginning of this year just because, I mean, you saw last year against the Lakers. They just ran out of gas, man. Like, like Clay Thompson was, was dreadful in that series because he just he'd been hurt a couple of times. And he's he's coming off uh, he's coming off a couple of injuries and he's old, and that that was kind of a problem for them. And then you you get Steph I think had a little bit of the same problem because he's carrying such a heavy workload at at thirty four thirty five. I think he he turned thirty six this year. Like he they they've been reliant on on those guys for so long. But now you get Jonathan Kaminga who is developed into a legitimate scoring threat. Moses Moody in, in Andrew Wiggins' absence, Moses Moody has been outstanding. And that's something Warriors fans have kind of been clamoring for for a while. So now all of a sudden, 
You have a couple of young guys who you can legitimately rely on. Uh, and Brandon Pajemski, of course, has been one of the best rookies in the NBA this year, who's, who's closing games for them. Uh, now all of a sudden you have some young guys that you can really lean on where you're taking some of the onus off of staff and you're putting Clay into a bench role where you're taking some of the load off of him and he can start being more effective. So I, I, I am not saying I'm going to go run and, and bet on the Warriors to win a title, but uh, I, I am saying that I, I don't think that is as outrageous as I thought it was maybe even three weeks ago. Yeah, no, they, they look really good. And what's fascinating to me, Kyle, is it's like it's the external factors outside of Steve Kerr's control that lead Steve Kerr to finally making the right decision. Moses wow. Moody only coming in because Andrew Wiggins has to leave uh, due to a personal issue. Kaminga fighting with him in the media and leaking things to Shams. Clay Thompson just being ass and Pajemski emerging. Really with the Draymond suspension, a lot of things shuffling around. Uh, and then mm-hmm. Steve Kerr gets the extension. Did you feel like when he got the extension that the timeline for this team to still contend had been extended? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And and I think that's a great point you make because everything that has happened this year has been something. Go back. Don't don't do this because it's awful. But it, 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 uh, just for, for, for argument's sake, go back to Warriors Twitter for the last couple of years. Or go talk to any – read a Warriors blog, listen to a Warriors podcast. It's all that – it's been – Start Moses Moody. Start Jonathan Kaminga. Move Clay to the bench. And and Steve Kerr, I, I I think is a is a really good coach, and I think you're kind of seeing that he was just up against this this issue of okay, well Clay has to start and close, and so does Draymond, and so does Steph, and it's going to be relying heavily on veterans because that they just won a title in 2022, and so this is what they're going to do, and they're going to. They're going to ride it out, and that was the wrong thing to do. And now that he's kind of been pushed into into the right thing to do, I think you're seeing that he's a he's a really good coach. Uh, it just kind of took a a little bit of a a forced push to to get him where he needed to go. So I assume at this point we can just go with Clay Thompson is going to be coming off the bench the rest of the season. Then, yeah, unless it doesn't sound like the Brandon Pajemski injury that that kept him out tonight is going to be major. I think Steve Kerr called it day to day. Uh, so yeah, that would be my that would be my guess, and I I, I hate it for for Clay because I know it kills him. <laughs> like you, you know that he wants to be out there starting, you know he wants to be out there closing games, but if you're being realistic, like as, as awesome as he's been, and and I mean he's gonna have his jersey in the Raptors. He should I, I think he should get a statue outside of Chase. Like he's been so 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 essential and has had so many big moments. But at this point in 2024, if the Warriors are seriously going to try and contend. I think he's, and, and I think they've realized this now, he is at his best coming off the bench, and the Warriors are at their best when he's coming off the bench. And, and frankly, I think that's how uh, it, it should be for him the rest of the way in his career. And I think he could probably extend his career several years and, and, and have a lot of good seasons doing that. So uh, I, I, I think that's where it stays this year. And, and for him and, and for the Warriors, I hope it stays that way. The most improved player market is pretty wide open after the Embiid injury. Tyrese Maxey still the favorite at minus 250, but Super Bowl week it was minus 800. But Jonathan Kaminga, slowly but surely working his way up, what do you think it will take for him to win most improved? Ooh, that's a really, really good question. Um, I think you're – I. I hmm. I think he needs to average, like, continue putting up, like, 20-plus a night. 
I think that's really going to kind of have to be and doing so efficiently and then maybe having a couple of big games like on national TV. Um, I think, I think having a huge game at the garden last night re- really helped, especially defensively. I thought he was really good last night. Um, so I think it's, I think it's that. And then I think the Warriors too have to continue their run. I, I think they have to, they have to finish the season really strong, maybe push for the, like a seven or eight seed, uh, maybe maybe scare a six seed depending on what happens in front of them. I don't think that's going to happen though. I think there's too many good teams in front of them. But I, I think they would really have to make a, a, a run where they win. Um, I don't know exactly how many games they have left. 23, 24 games left. If they have 23 games left, call it. I, I think they have to go like like 18 and five and have Kaminga be really really good in those uh, in those games to to get him there. I think. Well, Kaminga averaged 20 points a game in January, 18 in February, so he's certainly getting on pace for somebody that should at least be in the conversation more and more as the season wraps up. Kyle Madsen, really appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks for the time. Good stuff, yeah, my guy. anytime, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think, too, Tristan, when we talk about this Warriors team, we thought all those young guys were washed. And then we thought, well, Jordan Poole's the one guy that's going to work out. And then Jordan Poole was the one that was the biggest problem. Now, although he's actually been pretty good coming off the bench for the Wizards. But Kaminga's picked it up. Moses Moody's picked it up. I mean, they, they can extend this thing. Those guys won't maybe be on the same level as Clay and Steph in their prime, obviously. But, you know, they wanted to do this and extend the – at least not do a full rebuild. And they may still be on pace to be able to do that. We'll see. But Warriors – They look like a team that you should at least believe in again, just a little bit. It's BetMGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.